All right, everybody, welcome back. This is the MGM Market Abilities Podcast, and we are still here. Still here. With Pastor Troy and Beth. A whole week later. Yes. <laughs> a whole week later. Wow. We've stayed here. The clothes. They've not let us out of this room. <laughs> Traded shirts or something. I, we slept on this hard table. It's beautiful, though. Wasn't it great for your back? It was. It was awesome. Stra- straightened yeah. out. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay, so we got to know them, you know, pretty well over the last podcast. Kind of, kind of get to know everything that they're about. And if you guys are interested in what they're doing, I will leave links in below that you can check check everything out. The church, the the foundation, the Heron House Hope, everything. Thank you. Um, but on this episode, we'll be talking about uh, kind of that knowledge commerce, right? Yeah. And like how that's exploded over the the last you that's know. a transition point yeah, yeah. Big. yeah. it's a big step people it's want what step. you know yeah, yeah. what you've done I, I mentioned as we close the last one that you're you, when i was just building churches beth and i were just out there ourselves we got appointed you go start church right. so you would add lucas's family you'd add this him so everything was by addition mm-hmm. and you worked hard i mean it's a hard day's work yeah. and i did it again i did it again and and as i get older and i'm 57 now i'm no longer 25 sure um you, i can't do that Right. But yeah. I have a wealth of knowledge and experience that is usable. Yeah. So what I've had to do is try to switch gears, which is hard. Because as we told the story earlier, when I ran the Crusades with you back eight, nine, ten years ago in Thailand, yeah. I stood in between a guy with a machete. But if but if I'm gonna take other teams and send other teams out, who's gonna stand there? Yeah. Who's mm. gonna do that? So you're gonna have to train up a team that has that spirit, that has right. that heart. And my my calling is to to plant to feel it, and 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 so my, I'm kind of like General Patton. Patton was famous with his troops because he went in the front. Right. When the planes came Always. over, he pulled his shooters That's and right. he shot. That's right. McCarthy was was not liked by his troops because he stayed about 200 miles behind the line. Mm. And he called in orders. Mm. I've always been a guy that's first over the top. And I'm like King David was. I'm down to attack. And then one day they told King David, you can't go out anymore. You're going to get killed. You're the light of the world. So I've had to begin to change my mind to go, I got to be the president of these. I can't be doing all this myself. So I'm going to have to now pick people, put that in it, and now switch to multiplication. Mm. It's hard because I want to go. That's why... I'm three years older than he is. Okay. So I got you that. You cougar, you. Yeah, yeah. 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 She's my sugar mama. I buried her for her for her for her social security. Okay. It's coming. It's coming, baby. So I got to that point of realizing I'm getting too old to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Before he did. Before I did. So then I started. When he got to that point, I was able to say, "Hey, buddy." You're getting too old to do this stuff. Right. Or we got to do it in a different way. And, in a yeah, new way. Know, absolutely. Yeah, we've got to do it some trust, and you have yeah. to rethink about, you, you take your founding principles, but now you have to figure, how do you make them transferable? That's right. right. What was just your personality, and what is is the reality? And so you have to learn absolutely. and develop a, a new model. So now what I do is I've got a thing called the plumb line. We go in, we identify key leaders, and I train them, and then I send them out to plant the next level of churches. Mm-hmm. I have churches in Thailand, to be honest with you, we haven't gone to Thailand since COVID. But I, I'm with them online. I'm with them on Zoom. There are churches and small groups meeting that I haven't seen ever. Huh. And I'm their spiritual grandpa, not their dad. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. And we're going to go this year that. probably. And we're going to meet people I don't even know that are a part of a system I created. Mm-hmm. And then in Liberia, I got to Liberia. I, I got shocked this week. We had our, our national director, Reverend Pei Cooper Mundalu in. He's our national director of Hands Up Liberia. He, the churches over there are wanting to come under us directly. They've always been with another denomination that's falling apart right now in the world. And the churches in Thailand are our churches. So I got there and we'd started 15 churches. They have satellite churches. They all came to me and said, we want to come under your leadership. Mm. And I said, great. They said, and we got some more. 
And I found out on this trip, there's now 40 churches over there. They each have satellite churches. It could be 120 plus churches. I'm going there in April to take those 40 pastors and run them through my training program. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to start working through those 40 churches to plant 40 more and 40 more. You, you talked about marketing, what you do. And with most of what you guys do, you hear certain words. You hear a lot about hope. You yep. hear about faith. And to me, those can be some of the most powerful ways to brand something yeah. because we are in a world that needs those two things mm. desperately. Absolutely. And when you talk about training people, what is it? What are what are the fundamentals or those things that you tell people? Like, here is the commitment statement. It's to bring yeah. people to Christ, obviously. Absolutely. But how do we get well, them there? Well, 1 Peter 3.15 says, be prepared to give an answer for the hope that's within you, but mm -hmm. do this with gentleness and meekness. Hands mm -hmm. Hope's named after that. Yeah. Highland Hope, your church, right. that was their name underneath. We always said that Highland Hope was going to be a church of people, not a building. And when I when I met you, Angie, and you were telling me about the ethos of what you do in your marketing, you always said it's not about it's not about the product, it's about the people mm. that, that needs are being met. Mm -hmm. You've got to decide that I believe Jesus is the hope for people's lives. Amen. And I personally believe that. Yeah. I deeply live that. And then I got to decide, if it's good enough for me, can I be a light to somebody else? And that worked in addition. I just let my energy and my testimony stand, and we saw churches grow. Now I've got to transfer that into leaders. And and sometimes you, you get a bad leader. You get, mm. In marketing, in a business, you get a bad yeah, manager. Absolutely. And you can see us. I just came from a store in, in, in the town we're in to eat lunch, and they're not going to be around long. I'm just going to tell you right now. Because nope. they have a management change. <laughs> I was scared to death. But you can also see another shirt. You could go to another store over in Marion, have a different leader, and you have a different output. Right. So I've decided instead of planting churches, I will now invest in leaders mm -hmm. who can invest in more leaders. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's I have to let go a little bit. You're going to have some failures. But if your principles are there, they'll guide you through. And mine is to transfer hope that I, I serve a living God. He's powerful. I have enough stories about what God's done that I can transfer that to them and then watch them, see them to start seeing things happen. So you have to have, the, my brand is that I believe in a God that can change lives. Amen. Yeah. And he changed mine. Yeah. Amen. And he's changed hundreds of others. Right. And, and those basic principles work anywhere. Anywhere. Anywhere in the world. They but there are then you get to a point where things that work in Liberia don't work in Thailand. Yes, I mean, because exactly. they don't relate to, it's it's a different place. Okay. Culturally you know? different yeah. place, different um, different systems. So you have to learn, that's where you have to feel that culture a little bit, adjust with those pastors. You know, you you, you, you know, I, I talked, I ta told a story one time, I, I had a, was preaching about an example of a dog doing something. Nobody understood that in the library because nobody has a dog. Mm. Oh. And if they had a dog, well, it's livestock. So oh, we're no, in really, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So the concept of a pet dog. Yeah. I, we were at our house. One of one of my good African friends. He runs a seminary there. He was there getting some medical treatment. He came and stayed with us for a month. You remember when Jerry yeah. was there? And our, but best dog, Bo Dogs. He's gone now, but uh, he lives on in an urn on our table. But uh, <laughs> he's there. But Bo Bo was uh, would lay on him. We just loved Jerry. And one day Jerry's rec recovering from colon surgery and he's laying there and he says, I really love Bo. He says, in my village, dog, dog meat is sweet. Oh, and, and I said, I said, but I never knew what a dog would be like. And so he lived in our he house said, for a month. He said, Americans value their dog, value their dogs very much, don't they? And I said, yeah. Yeah, they become yeah. like children. So they you, you yeah. can't just transfer your ideology over right. to somebody and you can miss it. And right. so you've got to figure their thing out. So in marketing, I think just like in church planning, you got to know, you got you got to believe in what you're doing. Oh, well, and I, I think also too, when you're working overseas, you have to get past some of your American stuff, your, your own personal yeah. stuff. Mm. Like in Thailand, you have to get past 
the fact that you're working with a lot of lady boys and a lot of ex-prostitutes or pro- current prostitutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things there that, that you just got to check your attitude. In the American church model, just gotta, not many people are going to be thrilled to know that their pastor was a former prostitute working an, a club and probably seeing 20, 30 clients a night. I'm serious about that. Yeah. He knows that. Yeah. We we started one of our churches over there by renting out that club called Spider Girl. We wow. do a concert. That we rent the whole club out. The girls are off for the night. They're they're happy, trust me. Mm. And the lady boys. Mm. And we we just get out there and let our band play, share Christ. Every other place on the strip, it's like it's like a like a Bourbon Street. They all out of respect for what we were doing, turn their music off. Mm. They never turn Love their that. music off. Yeah. And we end up leading a bunch of them to Christ because but you, but the church that I have there is actually led by a former prostitute. Well, interestingly enough, when, when Christ <laughs> yeah. was here and roaming among us, those were the same type of people Absolutely. he wanted to hang with, you know, right. that he would go in search of. So I, I think it's just continuing that work and it's you so important. You find the need and fill it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you may think you've got it all figured out, but I'm telling you, if you'll just take some time and you research and you study and yes. because if you're going to be knowledgeable in other things, why not in faith? Are you afraid? You know, some people are afraid to wade off into those waters. So right, that's right. why, that's why your work is so well, important. Well, my biggest fear right now is that I've got to change the way I'm doing things. And that's probably the biggest, you know, challenge we have in our marriage right now is i got three organizations but i still am i'm still patent i want to go over the hill myself (laughs) you know i we just cook we we do a barbecue thing every year on super bowl weekend friday and saturday at sam's club in marion Mm -hmm. we sell almost well 807 slabs of ribs this year we'll sell and that is a process and that's a process we cooked them all over friday and saturday we did it with you before so good yeah yeah so we just cooked 807 of those in one day Mm. yeah 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 and and so they're ready and then we'll reheat them on site and sell them frozen it's not the recipe that we got was special. That's yeah, not the same no, recipe. I'm like, yeah, dude, no, no, no. this is like a no, two-week process. You got my world championship. Yeah, They're getting one step or two back. But okay, they're, but, but they're we, still delicious. We sell out in two days. Oh, yeah. Sam's wow. Club is yeah. so excited because we haven't done it since COVID. And, and, and it's a lot of work. This year was the first time ever in our church, the cooking team, I did not put one rib on the grill or take one rib off. Aww, I didn't coat any. I was a grunt. I cleaned the grill afterwards and I folded <laughs> stuff and Beth and I packed this set away. Look I carried that. them to Sam's. I transferred that and it was very hard on me, but I couldn't do that and keep up with my podcast, the church, yeah. what I'm planning on with a clinic and what I'm doing. I've got no a- micromanagement at all. A little bit, but, <laughs> but, but it's a. Pro- you said it's a process. I, I think. I think. The, I think the key is a leader has to be willing to develop and launch and adapt as well. One hundred percent. And I'm not over there, but I'm convinced I got to get there, or I'll lose my market and I'll lose my identity yeah. in the process. And yeah. I got to figure out how to be a. What I got to do is instead of being patent, I got to learn how to create patents. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I, I'm transferring the idea, but. The fiber's got to come next. So I'm working on that and I'll get there or it'll take me down, but I'm not going to stop. <laughs> yeah, real yeah. success and, and you know, your legacy and, and what you've done. And, you know, we talk about this, the, the marketing facet of it. You are not the business. You have to remember that no matter what your business is. And that is so hard, especially yeah. when it was your brainchild and it was yeah. something that you put all your blood, sweat and tears in. Mm-hmm. But if you cannot leave yeah. and it operate a year successfully without you yeah you do not have a business model absolutely I, I totally agree can, right. can i give you two things i'm gonna give you two marketing yeah. things that are good mm-hmm. number one is every time i leave and i left our church oftentimes for a month at a time didn't i oh, yeah. and our church would grow every time mm. people would step up in my absence they would take over leadership level and the best thing you do when you come back is i keep preaching so i so i get paid but but and you like it yeah and i love that that's my call but let everybody else keep doing what they're doing so mm-hmm. when you step out for a month don't take a job back 
Uh, go f- you're if you're oh, a leader, if you're a leader, leave that in their hands and go plow new ground. Mm-hmm. Go start the next level. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the other thing is, and this is marketing. This is deep level doctoral marketing stuff. All right. So so standby. There's a thing called the, there's a thing called the bell curve. Organizations and businesses rise on a bell curve. They're born just like we are in life. Mm-hmm. They come to adolescence. They come to maturity, and then they start going to the senior years, like Mother Beth over here. She's over here. <laughs> and then you come down to the ground, and someday we go to be with Jesus, and your life ends. Amen. Businesses run a similar cycle. Mm-hmm. They're born. They have a strength. They have maturity. And if you're not careful, they start down and with the life of the owner and the vision of the owner, without a vision, the Bible says the people perish, 29, 18 Proverbs. It's true for a business. You have to reinvent yourself as a leader. Now, when do you do that as a marketing leader? I don't care if you're a pastor leading any business. You don't do it on the way down because you think about it when you're going down, you're going straight down. The G-force of a, if you've ever been a roller coaster, when you're going Mm down, it's like, whoa. To get out of that pull-up, you have to use a lot of power. Mm-hmm. So most people don't. They can't. They're scared. So they don't. They just hit the ground. They die. Right. They don't want to give up on it. Right. But what you have to do is, to if you're over the curve and you want to change, you have to use more power to get out of the death dive. Mm. So if, you're in a, if, you're, if your business is spiraling on the backside, you're not going to be able to pull back and reserve. You need to take whatever you have left, find a marketing expert, like you guys, you need to find somebody that can plant business ideas and you need to take your last seed dollar and reinvent yourself now. Absolutely. And what they call it, you have to put the turbos on Mm -hmm. and you pull away and you begin the up climb. Now, Chuck Yeager said when he went to do do the thing uh, to pass the sound barrier, Mm Three other four other pilots went up and tried it. And when they get to a certain point, it would get bumpy. And they'd pull back and say, the plane's broke. We'll check it out. Jaeger got up there. And when it started doing that, he says, huh, wonder what it'll do if I push forward. He didn't pull back. Mm-hmm. And he pushed to the other side of sound and it leveled out. Yeah. What I want to suggest is some of you may be here. Use your last bit to reach out and get an expert in there to help you rebrand yourself and figure out what you need to be doing to get there and find the right market. Or even better, here's how you prevent that. Instead of living life on a bell curve, live it on the S curve. Mm -hmm. So when you're at the top of your growth, don't go, we've arrived. Mm -mm. Go, uh uh-oh, we're at the top of the roller coaster. What's next? The down. Time to diversify. When you're there, spend the money to get somebody to come in and evaluate how to reproduce and go to that. So live on an S. And if you can do that, you'll continue to see success and love expansion. That. Yes. Yeah. So that's multiplication. In its many forms. I love yeah. that. The bell curve versus the S curve. It's yeah, everything. One way you live as, as a rancher, the other way you live as you are somebody that owns many ranches. Oh. And you've got to reinvent yourself. When you think, when you go, we're at the top of the world, you mm-hmm. need to go, uh-oh. i got to decide, do I live there or do I look up again and right. get a fresh vision get back to work. and figure yeah. out how to remember and get back to work? Because if you think about Evil Knievel when he jumps all those motorcycles, <laughs> you, you, he jumps at the top of a ramp. Uh-huh. You don't want to jump facing down. You go on the ground. Jump when you have momentum. That's right. People mm-hmm. believe in you. So it, true. But, but, but if you haven't hit the ground, it's not too late. Right. you got to take what's left and you need... you. You can never save an organization, institution, a business by, by just declining assets and refusing to do right. things. You're right. going to have to power oh, out. Yeah. yeah. We tell people that all of the time. They don't believe know. us. Oh, I know. It's, I tell it's, churches, they say, well, we're cutting this back. We're cutting this back. Don't cut it back. Don't cut back. Spend your last dollar. Go beg grandma for, for, for one more gift and do something <laughs> different. But if yeah. you eat your seed money, 
you'll have no tomorrow. Absolutely. And everybody has possibility and everybody has opportunity. It's just what you do with that opportunity and, you know, seize that moment. And even if it's not the best time for you, I'm sure a lot of these things that have happened to you guys, it's like, really God now, Now, you know, can we just rest? Right. Okay. okay, Go ahead. Take your cruise. But when you come back, be ready. That's right. But but you've got to, and it's scary. And we're right now having to, we're having to reinvent ourselves because we started churches, started multiple churches, but now we got multiple organizations that Mm -hmm. are going to be a part of building a larger and you're getting ready to do something else absolutely yeah to fill a gap to fill a gap that was a plug that is thank you so much (laughs) we have the hair and house doing feeding and stuff like that and this my wife earlier was asked does she ever get a word she said the other day um before this all happened, she said, it'd be nice if we had a shelter for people to go up and take a shower and a bath uh, oh, if they were filthy and dirty at the house open, they needed some so help. And it was that very day I was in another meeting and, and we had two nurses that traveled with us overseas and they were asking us from a group if we would start doing some wellness checks on our people at the clinic, at the house open. If we just do, you know, check their blood pressure, check their... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were offering free kits through a grant. And we said, sure. And so I asked the question, well, if we find the high blood pressure in these people, they have no money, have no resources, uh, what do we do? Do we send them to your emergency room? And they said, oh, Lord, no, don't send them to our emergency room. Mm. They don't have any money or resources. We'll go broke. So why do you want us to do these wellness kits? Well, we got a grant <laughs> to give you wellness kits. And I said, so you're going to, we're going to make these poor people aware of high blood pressure, hypertension, diabetes, whatever. And then really they can't afford to get help. Why don't we just leave them alone? Oh, you know, let them die without knowing it would be more graceful to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, and and they said, then the two nurses I invited to hear this pitch on this wellness clinic, they were incensed by it. I'm with pastor Troy. Why would we call a need for it and not be able to meet it? And then they said, pastor, you know, hands of hope what we do overseas we could fix this here and i said well, we're not licensed here and so that led to the idea i said oh there's a building for sale next to house of hope and god gave us the money to buy an equal footprint and we reached out to the williamson county as the authority who we work with for emergency stuff and they said if you want to do a gap clinic we'll get behind you we reached out to uh, nice. I, uh we, idph through uh, williamson perry county by county and they said we could use what you're doing. And by the way, they said, could you do a shelter too upstairs? And I said, can we put a shower in for my wife? And they said, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> we just got the building. It's vacant. We're fixing to get volunteers to start doing construction. Nice. And our plan is to put a gap clinic that will help people from when we find them on the streets yeah. and they don't have coverage and no insurance. We will treat them until we can get them an Illinois health card, which we have been given authority to get through IDPH. Love through that. our emergency grant. And yeah. then we'll get them into a proper provider Love for that. the long-term care. Yeah. And where, to- also taking care of the providers in the region, right? Absolutely. Where, yeah. yeah. Right. They'll have a patient base. Right. Where, so where can people actually help or donate or whatever? For right, now, right now, I think the best thing it would be through Hands Hope Foundation. Okay. Mm-hmm. If they would go there, email us, talk to us. What we'll be looking for is right now we're in the, pro- they've already given us access, uh, IDPH, to a mobile clinic. So mm. maybe even as early as September of this year, cool. we may start doing the wellness checks. So we'd go to like West Frankfurt has a homeless community. Mm-hmm. We're going to go there and just check people. If we find somebody that needs help beyond the check, we identify something. We're going to give them a clinic date. Mm-hmm. Now we'll probably start with that mobile clinic because it's going to take us about a year to finish our, our building out right. and put the proper clinic in there. And we're going to use the, the portable clinic to do that. We're going to go to different resource centers that Take Action Today has. They're a behavioral uh, uh, training, uh, behavioral healthcare group in the lower part of this region, helping yeah. people overcome drug drug addiction, alcohol, different things. We're going to partner with them. They have resources 
centers where they help people. We're going to go do clinics there mm-hmm. at the House of Hope. And we're going to get people into our mobile clinic and eventually into our standing clinic. So if you're a PA out there, you're oh, yeah. a nurse practitioner or a practicing physician, and you're willing to volunteer a half a day of clinic, even once a month, every month. We don't want you one time. But if you're willing to give us a routine few hours a month, mm-hmm. we're going to set up schedules with those volunteer providers to do the care. Not in, They're not going to do the field stuff. We're going to use like schools of nursing, volunteer nurses to do that. So but, good. Yeah, but we're going to bring them into clinic, let you help treat them. My son's a doctoral phar- uh, has got his doctorate of pharmacy. He's working with local pharmacies to provide a basic medicine kit that we can help, and we'll be partnering in lots of ways. And then we're going to be have the one employee. Everybody will be volunteers, the nurses, the doctors, the screeners. But we're hiring one social care nurse trainer because we're all going to need training to be able mm-hmm, to treat this kind exactly. of group of people. Plus, we're going to need to be training people on how to handle their diabetes, how to handle mm-hmm. their food, mm-hmm. how to handle a hypertension. We're going to hire one person that's going to be the case manager to help people from the time we put them in the clinic to the time that we get them handed over to a permanent provider with either. We may find people out there that actually have VA. They just don't know how to access it. Yeah. We'll get them in the VA. Yeah. Or we'll help them get their card. So we're going to what we're going to do is open a Hands of Hope base called Hope Community clinic but it's gonna be called the gap clinic you know i was just thinking when when covid hit we worked for well we started the house of hope but during covid they did deliveries of meals and troy and i took on this little housing in hair delivering <laughs> in meals hair and delivering meals to one person because his grandpa asked my grandfather's 102 he's 100 well, he was 98 and you do then. what he says so yeah, absolutely it was his route at 98 he was delivering meals after a couple of weeks you know some other guy sticks his head out his door hey can i have a meal can i get a meal oh. too well before you know it we're taking meals to everywhere all but then for, th- what we, for two years what we noticed was it's like all of them changed you know by the time it was over with just the fact that somebody cared enough to bring them meals. Brought them hope. They got, got them hope. out their door. Love that. And then they started talking more to each other. Hope is and contagious. Just it see, is. It, it is. was. And I want to say, when we started going to Africa, it was not, mm-hmm. had nothing to do with medical missions. No. It was totally to church start planning. churches. Church planning. Mm-hmm. The medical developed. What happened? We'd lead people to Christ. We would rebuild churches. We started sponsoring scholar kids to go to school, built mm-hmm. for schools there. Mm-hmm. But then those kids would die of basic diseases like mm. malaria or appendix. Mm. And we began to realize this is a crime to help these children out only to lose that investment, mm-hmm. learn, develop, and, and, and launch. They have no they have doctors. No, most they people never see doctors. So we started taking medical teams and then we built a clinic so we could actually maintain our own investment. Is that okay. crazy? Oh, I, and I so now that. today, today, our last of our university scholars from about 10 years ago, just got his nursing degree. Mm. Our clinic over there is run nothing but by our nurses and techs and our midwives. Yeah. We And we had to hire everybody in the beginning, and now they're just our people. And there's wow. just so much more to that story and that you can't, you can't even, even imagine can't even, how self-sufficient they've become. So now it's coming, now it's leading to opening the clinic at, at yeah. House of Hope. We're gonna, the clinic in Liberia is going to lead to the clinic here. Yeah. Okay, wow. we're going to have like 12 more episodes, so we're going to need you guys <laughs> to stay tuned. But, you know, what we Multiplication. Found, absolutely. What we found out today is, look... I don't care where you are in the world. People are very, very similar, right? Yes. And then you're probably wondering, well, this is market abilities. I thought you were going to talk about marketing for my business. The best piece of advice was given today. Figure out what you can offer other people and they will come to you as a result. Yeah. That is your payment. Yeah. How yeah. can you help other people and your business will be helped? Guaranteed. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes you just got to get out there also 
and get another viewpoint. I have a mentor. I have people outside that say, hey, have you thought about this? Thought about this. Get out there and find somebody that's, that's mm-hmm. wealth in marketing and yeah. let them Pastor Troy, it. call yeah. him. He'll let you know what you can do. Yeah. <laughs> HOHfoundation.org. We'd love to have yeah. people if they're interested in the Gap Clinic here in the Heron-Williams County area. Call us. This is in development for a year. If you're a carpenter, contractor, concrete layer, we're going to be doing a building with all volunteers. We did the Heron House up with nothing but volunteers. That's wonderful. What, we need your help. what do you guys consistently need besides money? Like we need people that are we need medical people, but we could also we need medical people that are willing to work here now and overseas. Mm -hmm. We've never been able to say that before. Yeah, and and we'll get you on a list if we're not ready yet. Don't worry, we will call you back. Mm -hmm. I promise. Number two, uh, we need people that are competent contractors, builders. If you're an architect out there, we need an architect right now. I I don't. If I have to go, I have I got an eighty thousand dollars Harrison Bruce Foundation grant to match the purchase of our building. I got that much to redo a whole building. A huge building, right. a building almost half the size. Right. And and the more people out there that experience will come alongside us, the better. I just had somebody that said they would do, do the back concrete. We have somebody helping with the roofing. If you're a plumber out there, if you're an electrician, yeah, if, if you, you got have a trade, if you sheetrock, reach okay. out to us. We won't yeah. work you to death. We'll spread you out. But if you have a trade... Or you're just you're just willing to work. That's Call right. us. That's right. And we, of course, we have a feeding program and a soup kitchen and a shelter that we work with. And you don't have to be a medical person to go to the Africa yeah. travel. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, Not they'll at all. they'll use anybody. Now, if you want to see medical stuff, we'll put we'll put you in a room and you can scribe for somebody. Right. And if not, we'll put you out doing registration or you just help us with one of the church crusades or maybe work yeah. in one of the schools. There's lots there of things. There is so much work to be done. Oh, there's so much. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. And yeah. the other thing you could do if you feel like you don't bring any of these skills or trades or whatever to the conversation, just keep your eyes open and help meet a need. Sometimes it's you also about making somebody. connections. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, there, are, yes. there are donate yeah. links at hohfoundation.org. They can hit our donate link if they just want to give money. But Wonderful. That's fine. But we could really use human resource. The job won't end with money. It gets started with money. Absolutely. Yeah. It ends when you meet people's needs, but not just the needs of the consumer, the needs of the people that are part of the team. Mm. And, and we need people to be a part of our team because uh, this is no longer by addition. I need multiplication. multiplication. So, yeah. so help us out out there. And, uh, and I think there's a lot of things you can get back in. Everything we're doing could be reproduced in your community, in your mm-hmm. church, in your region. Mm-hmm. Come right. learn. Absolutely. True. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah. I'm so happy we began. I mean, you've fun. had the relationship. I'm just yeah. going to ask to be adopted now. So <laughs> you're in. You're in. You're in. Family, so. you're in. And, and you. And, and, and I, I think you'll do as much to help us in the future as we can Looking do Looking forward to it. I'm excited it. about what you offer to us. And it would be a it's pleasure. It's just amazing. All yeah, right. Sure. Well, thank you so much, guys, and we'll see you next time. God Bye. bless. Bye.